Yo, what is up, peeps? And welcome back to NYRDNA. Brothers, sisters, fathers, uncles, aunts, your mother's podcast. They call me Great Neck in the studio. And we share the same DNA. Anyways, we got numerous topics to talk about. It's been a while. Uh, last podcast was uh, the game after the, the Rangers won after the Bruins. That was a fun podcast. So, Dad, what do we have on the agenda today? We have so much to talk about, Great Neck. I don't even know where to begin. We're going to recap uh, in the last few weeks. A, lot, a lot's happened. Uh, COVID, Omicron's been surging. We're going to talk about uh, a number of topics related to the Rangers. Uh, I think we should introduce, we have a couple of special guests yeah, firstly uh, and most importantly, we yeah, have. yeah, we're 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 recording the day after Christmas. This is December twenty sixth, twenty twenty one, and uh, we are welcoming back once again. And and I don't know if we should call him a guest because he may be a mainstay on this podcast. We've worked out the contract details. Didn't want to make an announcement last one, but we got Phil Carroll back here again. A lot of buzz after the first podcast <laughs> with Phil on it. Um, so he's back again. Phil, welcome back again to MYR DNA. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, happy Boxing Day to our United Kingdom listeners, by the way, the day after Christmas. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. I have a lot to talk about, a lot to say. So I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I thought Boxing Day was Canada. I thought that was a Canadian thing. I think it's a UK thing. Oh, but, but they came over. I think over. that Canada and the UK are like, in it with each yeah, other. Yeah, they are. I think you're right. They are in it with each other. Isn't there like still some Canadian money with the Queen on it and stuff? Yeah, okay. like if you want to become a Canadian citizen, I think you have to pledge your allegiance to the Queen. So that's like a situation. That is the most, that's BS. That's absolute tyranny. Anyway. <laughs> and just speaking of the UK, I would, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention we have a, an enormous following in Germany. Um, the statistics have, have showed of our podcast. So I think I... I owe my German friends a hello. So I will say, Willkommen all mein deutschen Freunde. Welcome to all my German friends. And thank you for supporting NYR DNA. Uh, we do appreciate it. We look forward to possibly recording a podcast in Germany <laughs> in the near future. But anyway, now to a very special uh, guest as well. Uh, continuing the inclusion of... The shared DNA. I, we also have another cousin, my nephew, a cousin of, of you all. Uh, it's, it's Carmine Falco, ladies and gentlemen. Carmine has graced us with his presence. Uh, he is, well, I'll let him tell a little bit about himself, but he is a premier soccer player, and he's going to give us a real perspective from the soccer pitch to the hockey pond, you know, a kind of cross-fertilization analysis, which I heard he specializes in of uh ew. ew well i don't know it's about shared dna oh. so carmine welcome to our podcast thank you so much for having me um i'm very excited i've been cousins with jack and lucas since i was born <laughs> um i yes i do play soccer and i'm excited to give that soccer perspective on how things are and I, uh, i'm very excited i've been a rangers fan my whole life and yeah, i'm excited to be on the globally known podcast and I should I should mention that Carmine will be attending Columbia University in the fall to play soccer for Columbia University uh, and also for the country, Columbia. He's going to be doing it for both the university and the country, he actually, which is impressive. The only reason he came on the podcast today is because he heard we had such a 
international audience that's trying to get exposure yeah. in Europe, all that kind of stuff. I heard the Bundesliga is very interested in his <laughs> right foot. Um, he can kick it down the field pretty far. Uh, so, yeah, Carmine. Welcome. We are very happy to have you. Thank you. We the have podcast is just about, expanding though. by the podcast. Yeah. And, and that's what we're all about. Inclusion rather than exclusion. All right. That was a great opening. Welcome, Carmine. Um, but I think you all know what it's time for. The NYR DNA. Second, the second, yeah, second trivia question. This one's a doozy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, are, are we all ready? Yeah, what Dad was going to say. Can I just jump in for a second? Uh, the first question we did uh, on the uh, season opening podcast was such a big hit. We were so happy to uh, give out the MacBook Pro to Jamie Taco, was the winner who got the question correct and was chosen at random. Um, and uh, he was really happy when he got that MacBook. Uh, so, please, send your responses to... NYRDNAPodcast at gmail.com and a winner will be chosen randomly and this week will receive a brand new 2021 Tesla. You heard it. Hefty brand new Tesla. All right, let's get to it. Which jersey number was the first to be retired mm. by the franchise? All right, well, save your answers for later. All right, I'm going to give the choices. Yeah. Oh. A. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Should All we right. do this without the choices? Yes. Yeah, okay. we should do it without okay. the choice. Okay. So, ask it again later, and we will we will answer, I guess, or we could do it next. I don't think know. about it. Let that one really marinate. Let that one marinate. Let that one marinate, and when you got an answer, you know. I don't okay. Know Let's get into it. Are we ready, Dad? So, uh, we haven't uh, done a pad- podcast since uh, Thanksgiving. So it's been about a month. Uh, where are the Rangers standing right now? We're not going to get into uh, a lot of the same stuff we talked about the first podcast, but how are we feeling about the Rangers' season at this moment in time? I know that they haven't played now in 10 or 11 days due to Omicron. Omicron. Um, but you got to like where the Rangers are right now. Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. I like it. Carmine likes it. Uh, third place like in the Metropolitan Division. Oh, yeah. yeah. 30 games played, 19 wins, and we're looking good. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that just sums it up right there, I think. 30 games played, 19 wins. Can't be that upset about it, especially where they are in, the, in their division. I mean, I mean, I know we ask this every podcast, what we think about how they're doing lately, which is a good question, but I mean, it's pretty similar to uh, last Thanksgiving. They hit sort of a little rough patch, teeny one, but I think this break actually came at a good time. For better, I mean, I understand it's a... Un, uh, unfortunate circumstances, but you know, they were they were going through a little bit of a rough patch. But I'm happy with the their December standings. They now, played been... a lot of games in a very short period of time, though, which I think may have also contributed to that. Also that. Just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know the specifics, but I felt like they were playing you know four times, five times a week for like a couple of weeks there. This is also a fact. Now I believe the Rangers were set to play the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But that got postponed. Yeah. So what do we think about this COVID situation? Uh, nobody can tell for sure, but do we think that there's a larger, you know, uh, postponement on the horizon here? Or or, the, or is the league going to try and just keep doing this 
you know, cancel games where you can, or you think you think the NHL is going to shut down for January ultimately? Well, if I, if I may, I think that what's, you may. What's, thank thank you, thank you, Professor. Uh, I think that it's a obviously they pulled out of the Olympics, um, so they have this obviously they have this three week three I think three week stretch or so where there were supposed to be no games happening that now games can be played. So what I would assume will happen, what I would be the most in support of happening is they do take it game by game still, and if teams have too few players to compete at a high level, well they have three weeks where they can just stick those games in that time period. So I feel like that chunk of time should just be basically like any games that get canceled between now and then can be played then and then after that they can just do the season as scheduled i think they actually said i think the nhr already put out i think they actually put out a statement that said that um the olympic the time slot they set aside for the olympics is will be used for games that were postponed and canceled and stuff oh yeah i mean they would be dumb not to the question the question will be and i think we all know the answer but will they cancel the all-star break to try and create a bigger cushion because obviously more games are going to be canceled mm-hmm. but somebody was saying I, I forget where I read this there's no way in the world they're going to cancel it because of four letters ESPN is not going to allow oh, them to cancel the all-star yeah, break that's a lot of money right there that is a lot of money that's um I've never been like a giant fan of the all-star game but also you've I've been th- a large air conditioner huh you said you've never been a giant fan I asked oh if you were God. a large air conditioner <laughs> I've never been a giant fan of the All-Star game. I think it's probably because I grew up during a time where the All-Star game kind of sucked. Um, but it's like, I don't think it, I don't understand. It's not that big of a deal, I don't think, if there's not an All-Star game. And they set aside it to use, to play actual NHL games. It's like money. It, I know it's money. This but is something that I can live without. This is something yeah, I, I agree. Can. But ESPN cannot. Yeah. Well, okay. I think in, anyway, we'll in, see in what regards, happens. Well, in regards to the COVID situation and what the NHL should do, yeah, I think they should take it sort of game by game in this way. Um, if we, I mean, no one knows what's gonna go down with uh, Omicron or anything like that. But if we, what did you say? Like something in South Africa or something? It seems like the Omicron had a big, big spike, kind of like we're having right now, and then it sort of slowly Died fizzled. Down fizzled out so i mean if that sort of things happen i think the nhl can pursue just if they you know take the weather the storm. precautions yeah yeah we'll they see. can sort of weather the storm i don't think they would have to uh go into like a bubble situation again well if being very careful now means um uh the uh, the rest of a uh, normal nhl season then take as many precautions as you can this is so worth it yeah well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I I think they're going to do everything and anything, obviously, to not shut down. Um, I think uh, by the end of January, we'll know what the story is with respect yeah, to... Yeah, most likely. But who knows? I mean, you know, they're, they're playing games all over the place, and, and this is, uh, you know, in parts of the country which are not as vaccinated as others, this this may be a big problem. So, uh, a bigger problem. I don't know. We usually do the NHL on the whole is pretty well vaccinated, though I, I believe, right? I think of all the major sports leagues, they're like the best percentage. Well, I think. of players, I mean. Yeah, the reason that the NHL shut down for whatever the week was, whatever it was, to like after Christmas or whatever the time slot was, where the whole league shut down for that, it was mostly because they had a lot of uh, cross-border games, a lot of Canadian teams mm-hmm. going to the states and vice versa. So they were like, "We're just going to shut down the border." Uh, 
uh, whatever, border crossings. So then a bunch of teams did that, and then they were just like, whatever, we're just going to stop all the games because there's no point. Um, but it's for the Rangers, I think, specifically, they only had like two games or three games scheduled in that span anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, the only downside is that there hasn't been hockey or Rangers hockey in like a I week think we went, and a half. It's been, it's been nine or ten days without a Rangers game. Yeah. That's tough. Last Friday. It was the last game they played was uh, Vegas, right? Yeah, that seems like it was months ago. But now, okay, so let's hope that there's not a shutdown of any significant length due to Omi Crony. Um, <laughs> Omi Crony Macaroni. So at this point, what do we think? Uh, we're not at the midpoint of the season, but we're getting there in terms of games played. What do we think the Rangers, uh, the trade deadline is a, is a ways away? It's a looming. But what do we think, if anything, what have we been hearing, boys? I know that you guys all have your your ears to the uh, to the grindstone. You're you're in touch with GMs, and you're hearing about rumors and things like that. What can the Rangers do, if anything, to improve this team, this squad at the All Star break? Where do they go? Do they go for the whole enchilada? Do they do they trade youth for experience? What do you think is going to happen, boys? I really hope that they do not trade youth for experience, and I don't think that they will. That being said, I have seen some insane trade packages. Not, I don't think by any like reliable source. Seeing like these are conversations that have been happening, but the I'm sure you guys have seen this too. But like the theoretical Patrick Kane trade is just yeah. kind of wild. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 that would be a ridiculous trade, but I just wanted to bring that up because I want, I want to know what your opinions are on, on well, what do you that think? idea. Do you like it? No, I don't like it. I, I don't want them to make that trade, but I think part of me just feels like it would be kind of a very just New York, New York sports team thing to do to be like, yeah, we're going to get Patrick Kane, you know, at this point in his career when we're not. Really, I don't think, and we get up with this later, but really, actually, ready to compete for a cup. It's like, no, we're gonna zoom this along and then, act, and then miss it entirely. I feel like that would be on brand, but you know. I honestly think the Rangers should go out and give Max Scherzer a three hundred and twenty-four million dollar contract and let him. I don't know, let him pitch or something on the ice. I mean. <laughs> This to is, get rid of the salary cap in hockey. You know, the way, the way what Phil just said uh, is a very New York sports team th- thing to do, where it's just let's go get the biggest free agent and pay him a ton of money. It's a New York Mets thing to do now. It's not just the New It's the New York Mets. Why are you always bringing this back to the Mets? It's a Rangers Because podcast. they signed Max Scherzer, Dad. <laughs> Carmine, Luca, what do we deal. think? Any, any, any rumors, trades you've been hearing about? Any uh, oh, potential uh, yeah. upgrades? I agree. I think right now... In the season for the Rangers, they shouldn't they shouldn't trade for experience because you're building up a nice team right now. You have a very nice team. You have one of the best defensemen in the league, Fox. And I think, uh, yeah, I think you should just you shouldn't trade for experience. You you think they're in a good spot? I think yeah, I think of, they're in the time period they're in right now. They're in a good yeah, spot, with, carved up. And right. I think there's a lot of I'll let just let me. There's a lot of people that are like. <laughs> You just elbow him. There's a lot of um, trades I see going around. They're like, you know, the, if the Rangers get this one guy or this other guy, they can make a real push for the cup. Like, let's take our time here because I don't want to be a team that, you know, gives away all this younger talent or whatever to make one push for a cup, 
win or lose, I mean, I'd want them to win. It's, it would be great. But I mean, I I would rather be a fan of a team that it really builds up a core and then yeah. wins consistently and 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 is able to compete years and years on end, like the goddamn Red Wings. Yeah. So God damn it. So mm-hmm. like for soccer, I don't know. Bringing it back Bring to it soccer. In. Bring it in. Um, you chemistry is a huge part of a team success. And if you're you mean const- like the, the periodic table, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Chemistry. Well, they need oxygen. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, of course. Definitely oxygen like in there. Yeah, um, oxygen is important. But if you're constantly trading players, bringing in old guys, especially who come into the locker room, not acting like they know everything, but it's just, it's, I think that chemistry is everything in the team on and off the ice. So if you start trading guys and messing up the chemistry, introducing new guys, I think it'll hurt them more than help them to be honest I, I think that's a very good point and I think you can when you want to bring in more veteran experience you could do that later down the line too when it's needed Lou Lamorello look what he did he got his team one two Stanley Cup runs look at them now <laughs> nicest arena in the league though if they're yeah they, they, they have the nicest <laughs> that was the league. obligatory Islander hit right yeah, there yeah <laughs> of course we have one had to happen. I mean every podcast it's been it's happen. been long overdue it's been it's been rough on the island for uh <laughs> what what are you pointing at I think that oh. the um as far as actual trade talk goes I think that the most likely candidate on the Rangers to be traded would be Strom because of the contract situation and I don't know how much that's going to cost um how would you guys feel about a, a Ryan Strom trade? What would you, I mean, what would you ask in return? What would you expect for something like that? Would you be okay with that type of trade happening? I'm, I'm curious what you thought, think. I'll jump in right away. I, uh, if you would have asked me that question eight months ago, I would have said, uh, I, in my mind, it would have been a foregone conclusion. He probably would have been traded this year. I don't know if they are. I don't know if they're going to trade him anymore. I don't think they are either. I mean, I wouldn't be completely averse to it. I think Artemi Panarin would probably uh, collapse. Apparently, that they they they, they can only play together. But um, I don't know if they are now. I have, I have a feeling they're going to keep him. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. No, because I agree. So maybe we're both keep crazy. him past the deadline or keep him and resign him. I think they're going to resign. I think they're going to resign him now. And I know there's going to be people that say like, yeah, no, they should resign him and all that. Now, here's the thing about Ryan Strom. And I like him. I, he seems like a great guy. I don't guy. dislike him either. He yeah. seems like a great guy. No, I mean, I think he's a, <laughs> he's a good player. You know, but... The thing about Ryan Strom, I've sort of changed my point of view a little bit on him. Just because, like, I know we're always like, he's a product of Panarin. He misses open net sometimes. All this stuff. But I mean, like, obviously, they work well together. And Strom has put up really decent numbers for a player of his caliber over the last three seasons. So it's like, I don't, do you think he's taking away like a center spot from somebody? I think that that's, that's why I think they're going to resign him now. And I'm not putting this all on Phil Heedle. I don't think it's all his fault. Mm -hmm. He hasn't necessarily emerged as the guy where everybody could say, oh, he's definitely the number two center now. And again, I'm not saying that that's his fault. I think it's been a combination of factors. But I think lacking that, what are they supposed to do? Well, exactly. I mean, what are what they have no center? They have? Yeah. yeah. And that's another point. I'd see games where I'd be Phil Heedle. This guy's going to be the future second line center. And then there are games where he just disappears. And for the love of God, sometimes he just can't finish. 
on the opportunities he gives himself. So, I mean, when, yeah, it's your own. I mean, that's got to be your only option to resign Strom. I think they will resign him because, one, they don't have any centers. And, two, I, I mean, and what's, it, what's it going to cost to resign him? Five, six million a year? The mic is falling. Fix the mic. There you go. Yeah, it's not going to cost like a ton. No, I'm saying, but still, if it costs five or six million a year, now you. No, I know. And he's not going to want. He's not going to sign for a two year bridge deal again, like he just did. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going into it. I also just feel like, ugh, if it's working, it's working. So I mean, what the hell? Why You're not? You're a big advocate. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I know. I do say that a lot. I mean, like I, I get that. But that being said, I, it's not broke. But I also don't think that this team. Is where it needs to be. I, 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 I am just generally averse to the Rangers or really any sports team signing a player out of what feels like necessity because they don't have any better options. Like, I think oh, that yeah. like I wouldn't want to sign Strom to like a five-year, twenty-five, thirty-million-dollar contract because two years from now there will be better options. And I think it's weird. Like, I, it, it feels short-sighted to me to do something like that. And I know that probably this off-season that will be like the best option or likely one of the best options. But I don't know. It's just, it just, I, I, I don't like it. I then I mean, that's why we're debating it. I don't like it personally. But I'd rather trade it. I honestly, I would rather trade it. I agree with you, actually, and I think that it is um, short sighted. But it's this for I, I think for the organization, and I'm not saying I agree with this, but I could see their point of view being, uh, it's the safe decision, right? We have no right now. We have no other options. We need to make the playoffs this year, right? That was the mandate. They had to make the playoffs, right? I mean, I don't know how they feel about their team. If they're really thinking like we think in another year, we, we're going to be legit contenders. So I really think that they are going to sign him. But I agree with you. I think that signing him is you're not going to be able to sign him for just two years. So it's yeah. going to be another five year deal worth 25. And I don't know where you're going to get all the where you're going to get all the money to sign these other guys. I don't know. That's a lot of money. If I if they had a legitimate number one guy and we could debate that too if he is legitimate number one center then I'd feel a little better about Strom being my number two but I'm not feeling so hot about our number one guy for eight years and then you gotta sign this guy and then who knows about Phil Heedle I mean I, I don't um, know It's this is actually a pretty tough situation honestly this whole Ryan Strom ordeal um, cause you know what he's gonna want or what he's gonna look for you know what he can do and what he can't do. And then what the Rangers don't have is and, and that centers. So it's I get the concern about not wanting to sign somebody to a deal like that out of necessity because you don't have it. I know that's exactly what they did with Barkley Goodrow. But uh it's just like I'm not particularly like I don't want him to. I don't want them to sign him, but I also don't really care if he gets traded or not. Like, I don't know. I'm really just on the whole fence. I. It's a tough situation. Yeah, it's a tough spot. thing. I think yeah. it's gotten to the point where they are not. And this sounds crazy. Maybe I hope I'm wrong, but I feel. I really feel. My sense is it's gotten to the point where they feel they cannot break those two guys. Up. Yeah. No. And that's what I think. Is that the there's deal something here. like special. I know happening that's never happened before. Now, I don't necessarily buy into that. I, I, do, I do think it's more Panarin, but I, I think they, they, they feel like they can't break these guys up. I think that's what it is, and I think they're going to sign him whether we agree to it or not. 
But which is outrageous. Which, but, we should have but to. But there's agree another with. thing we should. There's another thing we should say is that they've been trying to trade Ryan Strom for the past two seasons, and there's been no bites. So what makes you think there's going to be any changes to this deadline? What team is in that's need of a true. center like Ryan? Well, that's Strong. because he's also worth more to the Rangers than like any other team. Like he would get yeah. more money from the Rangers than any other team in the open market. Right, they'd have to trade Strom with Panarin to another team for it to be worth <laughs> it. For the other team. Yeah, because they they're like package. they're like the Wonder Twins. Like alone, they don't do anything apparently, and then they're like two superheroes. I don't know. I I honestly I feel like I'm a more of a Ryan Strom hater than a lot of Rangers. I don't know. I don't like. I don't. He's a, no like not as a person. Like you said, he's probably a great person. But I don't know. I just really am kind of not – I'm not a huge fan of his. So and that's, that's also something... why probably I'm like, I don't want to sign him. I'd rather trade him. But, yeah, you make a good point, though. It seems like not many people are – there's not too much of a market for him. So, yeah. I can totally understand being a Ryan Strom hater because I kind of, like, was one, and it still comes out sometimes. But it's just, like, I don't hate him as much as maybe uh, last season or whatever because I feel like – if maybe one day these guys come to their sentences and take them off that wing on the power play, then I'd be, like, totally okay with Ryan Strom. Yeah, but, like, when you look at um, he's on the power play, it's not his fault he's on the power no, play. No, of course he's... not. Of course yeah. not. That is probably, like, 40% of my dislike for him is coming just yeah. from that. Yeah, and he's on, his, he's, he's on his less dominant hand on his side of the yeah. power play, which is, that's just not his fault. It's just stupid. No, it makes no sense. I think most of the hate that he gets and most of the hatred that I have for him is because he's on the power play. He's on the Hatred's wrong way. Such a strong word. Yeah, and then oh, he fine, can't but he's so. But I mean, like, I think if he wasn't on the power play and he was just a second line center, and that I would be like totally okay with Ryan Strom. I would, wouldn't have many problems with him, except when he just decides to shoot it over in like an open net or something. So what? Let me ask you a question. Uh, let, let's fast forward. We're going to talk about this when we do our next podcast, next couple of podcasts, I'm sure. But let's say it's December 26th now. Let's say the trade deadline was uh, tomorrow. You're, the, you're Chris Drury. What do the Rangers need? What do, you, what do you think that they need to do at the deadline to improve this team? Luca, you take this one. Um, okay. <laughs> so Caught him off guard. Yeah, so uh, I was taking my headphones off. So there's numerous... Uh, Top six wingers um, that I've seen. I've seen Tarasenko. Yeah, I've, of course, seen, seen Patrick Kane. I've seen Phil Kessel, which, by the way, I'm just completely against. I feel like everyone is completely against that one. I've also seen Tomas Hurdle. Hurdle. I've seen Timo Meyer even. Timo Meyer's good. Yeah, but I think I think one of the hottest names is is um, Hurdle as of right now. So what would it take to get Hurdle? What's the asking price, do you think? I think... Strom? And... Strom? No. I, I think a first-rounder and, like, one of the young uh, defensemen. Uh, Jones, Robertson, or some, some, or Schneider. Let me ask you a question. Hurdle is a, a free agent after the season? Maybe not a first-rounder. Maybe one of those in the is second. Is he a rental? Um, is he signed? No, look at what's his contract. Let me see. I think he has like a year or two left on. What it. does he make per year? I'm going to check. How come this information is not at your fingertips? It is at my fingertips. I'm my friends in Germany do not accept this type of dilly dallying. You Would should you have the answer. How do they? How do they say that in German? Uh, unschneiden dilly dallying. <laughs> you can't say that. Why not? You just said something really messed up in German. <laughs> yes, you did. They did. 
<laughs> you gotta remove my name from this podcast yeah. I can't yeah. you, 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 Your face offending. just went dead side. You, you turned to me, you're like He got so serious I don't know how you felt for that We're, we're offending a lot of Germans here. Yeah, Jackass <laughs> You can't say that too Okay, Tomas Hurdle Okay, let's see He's making 5.625 million dollars so like five point six million. Barclay Goodrow makes more than that. That's not true. What? When's his contract Barclay up? Barclay Goodrow. When's his contract up? Oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Um. Oh, the end of the season. Oh, so he's a rental player. Yeah. That's uh, a. I don't know. There were people. The only justification for making that deal is if you think you're gonna go to the Stanley Cup, right? Well, yeah. That's now, what, yeah, that's, what the, the, that's what the people are saying yeah, on Twitter. That's exactly. why they're like, we're gonna trade Thomas Hurdle for this, this, and this because that'll make them win the Stanley Cup. Well, well, I was just naming players like this is what I've heard, but do I want them to trade for them? Um, I'd rather not because I don't think they're winning the Cup this year. I think they they got a good shot at making the playoffs, which is honestly this year all I want. I would be content with a playoff performance. Maybe a second round appearance, maybe even the conference finals. I, I don't know, but Get listen, I am. If the Rangers, I, am. I said maybe. If if they made it to the second round, that would be like exactly a ten out of ten season. Yeah, yes. honestly, I would say and, especially, so. and especially if they don't do something stupid like yeah. trade for a hurdle or Kane or something. You're like not that tanking. Like if they can keep not... their core right now and make it to the second round, that would be great. If you told me that going into the season, I'd be like, yeah, take that every time. You're not stacking up this year. Don't get ahead of yourself. We're aiming for the playoffs. We're not cup contenders. I'd honestly be surprised if they win a playoff series just because of the such the inexperience on the like they're such a young team. I'd, if they win a playoff series, I'd be like, wow, that was impressive. So, call me. Do you want to say? Yeah, so you think this year is more of like a uh, build up year towards becoming a Stanley Cup, like a real Stanley Cup contender for the next either the next next year or the year after that. I think it's a year where they should take a step. Well, Carmine, yeah. since you study how things go and yes. how things are going and how things have been, I think things are going good. You're not trying <laughs> to aim too high. Business. Yeah. You're not trying to go amazing. You're trying to go good. Okay? And I think they're Strategize going good. It. Build it up. Exactly. And I think they're going good and they need to stay on this path. Don't get ahead of yourself. I mean, yeah. You have to know your worth. I mean, it seems like this right. might be a natural uh, transition into the next topic. But before we go and, and, and engage go. in that natural transition, because <laughs> I love engaging in natural transitions, <laughs> do we see any of the moves the Rangers need to make? Now, the top six winger, right, seems like... There's, that's a giant hole. It seems it's like a, yeah, inevitable. It, that's a huge hole, that, right? And I don't know what they're going to do, mm. how they're going to envision... This move is this the guy they should bring in to try and get them to the cup or well you hope that I don't know but hope, do hope. we feel they need help on defense a six defenseman do we feel that Joe Namath is the answer <laughs> for the rest of the season or I've heard some rumors that they might be looking for a defensive help as well or do you think they're going to call up somebody from Hartford. Well, Joe Namath actually just got put on COVID protocol. He did. So we'll see what goes on Wednesday because they're going to be missing a defenseman, and I have a feeling they're not going to dress to Nordy. Yeah, but Joe also, Namath is old too. That could be. This could kill him, honestly. <laughs> what do you say? Laugh about that. Right? That's cold. We shouldn't laugh about that. <laughs> I said that. Uh, He's not that old. And Namath is old, so the okay. COVID may kill him. 
No, but they're actually having like 75. They're also missing Lindgren. So they're two defensemen that might not play on this. If they're on COVID protocol, it doesn't does that necessarily mean they no. have it? No. No, but it, it it could mean that they will not play on Wednesday. So yeah. that's two defense. Oh, I don't care. But uh, here's the thing. Oh, actually, I do care. But um, Nemeth, 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 Nemeth. He's terrible. Joe what do you want it. me to say? I think he's terrible. Okay. I think he can't. Uh, you're a big Nemeth sympathizer. I don't want to hear it from you. He gives <laughs> away the puck. He loses oh. battles. I thought he was big. I thought he can fight people. I haven't Listen seen one fighter hit from him Listen all this year. Listen to me. He's big disappointment. What are we paying this guy for? Listen I hate him. Listen to me. Listen to me. Do I like the contract? No. Do I think he's playing well? No. Do I think he's worse than Jack Johnson last year? No. <laughs> I hope they bring up Zach Jones and he has like an awesome yeah. game. Well, okay. And That's another thing. Right. I, love I think they Jones. should, they should call that kid up. I feel bad for him. I do like his attitude, though. He's staying down there. Yeah, and no, in the work. He, and he's trying. To, uh, he's tearing it up, and I just don't understand how you can have. You can see that. See, oh, what, what? There's a slot open, and they're like, yeah, let's put in Libor Hayek now. He deserves I, it. But I think I do think back to the original question. I think they do call up somebody from Hartford before they make any trades. So even just to showcase, maybe. Okay, so at this point in time, a couple of months, well, January, yeah, two and a half months before the deadline, biggest hole, top six winger. Yeah. Do you any does anybody see uh Georgie being moved? I don't know. I think that's a very possible thing to happen, but I also don't think it might not happen because one he's been playing a little bit better. Yes. Two um what are they going to get for him? A well, fourth rounder? If he's being moved, he's going to be moved to somewhere where a goalie is needed or Yeah, but I mean like what what are they going to trade him for? It might not. It might be insignificant. Like that. Why would why would they do? True. It? True. Well, we'll see. Now, we've been talking about what they can do to improve. The question becomes: There's been a lot of talk, a lot of chatter about the Rangers. Can I see the agenda? I you want to see, see the I agenda? See the paper, Jack. You don't, you're supposed to have all this stuff. You only made one copy. That's not my fault. Well, the machine was broken. He, he, was, he wrote it down with a pen. That doesn't mean you can't make a copy on a machine. That's, that's true. You guys are like... I know, you keep knocking me over, Luca. <laughs> Don't do that to the mic. What do we think, what do we think about the Rangers um, and the, the narrative that they're pretenders, that this, this wonderful start, which it has been a wonderful start to the season, that this wonderful start is smoke and mirrors, that they've feasted on bad teams... And when they play a quality team that is above them in terms of points or wins, they just get owned. Do we think that there's validity to that uh, uh, narrative? I think you played 30 games, and you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. And I don't think we, the Rangers should be, not penalized, but hated against for beating the not-so-good teams and losing to the good teams because you've played 30 games, you might lose some right now, some of the big games, and you might win some... Uh, like later in the season, and I also don't think that you're you should be winning a lot and beating these big teams. As I'd rather do that later in the season than earlier, because later going into the postseason, having that confidence boost on your back, knowing that yeah, we took the best team out in the Metropolitan Division, going into playoffs, just having that mentality and knowing that you did that. I feel like I would rather have that later in the season. Than early in the season, so I don't think the Rangers should be hated against for losing some games to big teams and just beating bad teams. Well, let me let me ask you something, Carmine. Ask, ask me, Jack. Go ahead. 
So what, what, what soccer leagues you watch? You watch the Premier League? Watch sure, the, the, everything. You watch? You follow? I follow table, soccer. Yeah. The tables. So like, do the do the in the Premier League? Let's say. All right. Yes. Do like the decent teams, like uh, middle to better teams, c- uh, compete pretty well with like your Man Cities and your Manchester Uniteds on like a consistent basis. So what, what are we talking here? I I'd say like a lot of times when you have a Man City going against Norwich, which is completely last place, you're not going to see um, your best players in the whole time. So in okay. that sense, yes, they will compete. And every now and then a Burnley does beat a Man United. Okay. A Burnley does tie at, at Chelsea. But um, everybody has their bad games. And some are early in the season, some are later in the season. So... Yes, I guess you could say that the lower-end teams do sometimes compete because, again, they are all in the Premier League. They're great teams. They're in the Premier League for a reason. Um, but, yes, they do compete. You don't see, for the most part, you don't see one team just completely killing it. And sometimes the, the bad teams beat the good teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, going back to the Rangers, I don't think that um, they deserve to be hated on like that. And how many games they play in the Premier League per season? <laughs> Probably. Premier League games. Premier League games? Yeah. Well, right now... Everybody's played around 19, so I say around like 30-ish, 40-ish. I'm yeah, not sure, too, right? sure. So, yeah, we're talking about the NHL. They play 82. So I think we're going to talk about the Rangers being whatever against better teams than they are or, or teams that are good but behind them in the standings for whatever reason, and they're not winning the, beating those teams consistently. It is December. I don't see them... What? What are you making face for? No, 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 because I was going to add to that. No. no, but I mean, it's December. I don't see them getting substantially worse as a team. I know they certainly could, but I don't think they will. I think they'll get, honestly, I do think they'll get better as the season progresses, like most teams. So, like Carmine said, which I think is a good point, one, the Rangers have given themselves sort of a, a buffer, a cushion, that they've won so many games in the first 20 or 25 games of the season. They've won a ton. So they can sort of afford to have these rough patches against some pretty good teams in December. If they were in April and still struggling against Capitals, the Oilers, the Maple Leafs, those kinds of teams, I'd be getting a little nervous because it is right before the playoffs. But I would rather beat those teams or hang with those teams later in the season. I'm not so worried about it in December, no matter what their record is against those teams. And, you know, we see, like, we see the Rangers, I, I mean, they're obviously, uh, I think, a little better than average team. They're not going to, I mean, consistently beat the best teams in the league. That's, that's tough to do. But there are teams that make the playoffs that are not as good. I mean, it's completely fine to be, uh, have a good record but not consistently beat the greatest teams. I mean, they, they beat the Panthers. And a lot of people argue that uh, Shesty stole in that game. What I, what I say that is, okay. Shesterkin's on the team. On the team. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to do? I um, I also think that it might be true that their first thirty games, a lot of them were against teams that are probably not that great or middle of the pack at best or something. What, what Dad told me is that they have one of the easiest schedules, yeah. the second easiest schedule. Sure, really. even if they do, that's great. But you know what? Good teams do. They they beat those teams that they have to play. Because they have to play every team at least once. The teams that they are it is wor- are worse than them. You have to beat, and you have to beat consistently. And um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Consistently and whatever. I was gonna say a word, and I totally forgot. 
Um, Phil, what do you think? Yeah, let's give it to Phil. So I actually think that this is this is pretty simple. So they've, like you said, played about thirty games. They've beaten teams like Toronto, and they've beaten teams like the Panthers. I think probably like the two best victories they have on their record. Then they've also lost to, you know, yeah, the Avalanche recently pretty badly, or like lose to Vegas. And I honestly think that the teams that are beating them consistently are doing so because they're better than them. Like, I think that the Avalanche is a better team than the Rangers. I honestly, I mean, I know Vegas hasn't played super well so far, but I think that on paper, they're a better team. They've than been the injured a lot, too. Um, yeah. So the, this idea that they can't beat teams, I feel like the question is, like, why are the Rangers struggling against teams that are better than them? And it's like, well, maybe that's because that they're not exactly. as good as yeah, I think it now, is now, simple Even like with the, um, the the second game against the Avalanche, listen, they stuck with them. I know that they had trouble scoring, but they had a, a pretty a close game, game. The end. And the, the Vegas Golden Knights, now nah, I know they, they're not completely healthy, but they were hot at the time. And they, you know, they had the lead. They gave up a late goal, a soft one. I think they should have won that game. According to that, I was not able to watch the game because me, Jack, and Phil were watching Spider-Man. But that's okay. But according Have to my dad, of course not. Okay, so we can talk. We, okay, we can, great right, movie. So. But according to my dad, the second period, the Rangers were just all over them. I'm upset that they lost that game in a shootout. But I mean, they stuck with them. I mean, oh yeah. That's, that's like Vegas I don't. I don't remember. Like it was so long ago. All I can say is this: to Phil's point, everybody else, Ranger fans are whacked. Let's be honest. I don't understand it. They have a team that starts out winning and they're blaming the team for not being Stanley Cup champions. They also at the same time make the argument, many fans, that this general manager's ruined the team, that they're terrible now. Yet they blame them for being terrible. I mean, so like it's like, I just yeah, don't like, understand the logic. Like, just stop. Like, why are you complaining? Why 30 playing? games yeah. in, 19 they're, wins. They're in third place, <laughs> like, I think, right? Third place in the Metro. Uh, yeah, in the, the Metro Division. division. So they've, they've played as of today. If you take the standings as of today, the top three teams in each of the four divisions, they're, they're, and they're one of them, right? They're the third place team in the Metro. They've played these other teams that are the top three teams. Their, their record's about three and six this year. Against those teams, yeah, because they have a losing record. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't understand what some Ranger fans expected from this team coming into the season. Number one, even before Drury took over, I was hoping yes they should take a step and maybe make the playoffs. Did I expect them to beat and handle the Colorado Avalanche every time they played them? No. I mean that they're a Stanley Cup contender. I didn't expect the Rangers to be a Stanley Cup contender. But these fans apparently not only can say Drury has ruined the team, they're worse than they've ever been, but we still can't <laughs> beat all the best teams in hockey, so we stink even more. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. They're beating, most teams that make the playoffs beat up on the teams that are worse than them. That's like, it, I mean, it's you, so confusing to me because it's like, rich fans will be like, why are we beating the best teams in hockey? And it's like, because of the best teams, like, you're answering your question. Now, okay, I'm going to I know. They're question. not the, one of the best teams. Yeah. Let's be real. I'm gonna play. Did you think in August they would be in uh, the place they are? No. It's like, no, because they aren't one of the better teams. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Now, if I was uh, if I was one of those people, one of those fans that have a crush on David Quinn and uh, JD and everyone else, but, um, okay. 
So if last season the the divisions weren't wonky and they were able to play um other than like six teams, Normally, yeah. would they would they be where they are now if they were able to beat up on the uh all the bad teams? What do you mean? Would they be where they are now if the record wise? Oh, you mean like if the divisions were the same? Is that what you said? If the divisions were normal last season. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Who knows? I don't think so. That's like an impossible question to answer. But I, uh, but personally, no, I don't think so. It's a what if, but the fact is, it didn't happen. There's two, yeah. So why'd you bring it up? <laughs> so I can answer it. And if my if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be she a bike. She'd be a bike. <laughs> she. So I think there's two things with this question. One is that I like to make the analogy where, like, from 2015 to 2019, the NL East, and we're gonna bring it back to the Mets here. I always do it, and you're never going to stop me. You're stop talking about the I don't care. I don't care. The NL East was decided not by who won the most. Well, yeah, it was. That's actually exactly how it was decided. But not by who could beat the Phillies, the Mets, the Nationals, or whatever the most. It was decided by who could beat up the Miami Marlins as, uh, as many times as possible, pretty much. Because they were all going to beat each other. The Phillies were going to beat the Nationals. The Nationals were going to beat the Braves. A decent amount of times. So it was who could beat the crap out of the Marlins when they play them however many times that season. So I think as a good team, you do have to beat the teams that are below you. Two, another thing. You can't be like the argument that's like, oh, well, you're saying the Rangers are worse than all these teams, but there's only four teams in the league that are better than them. They're in fifth place, all this stuff. You can't say like, oh, they're in fifth place. But then they played all these terrible teams, and that's why they're in fifth place. So what you're saying is that they aren't that good. But then you're also saying, but they are that good because they're in fifth place. But they, they've only played the bad teams. And, and the bad teams, they beat the bad teams. So that's why they're good. I think the so-called you just bad keep going teams, in circles. I think the so-called bad teams are part of, you know, the NHL. And if you beat those teams, you get points. You get points. So yeah, I that's mean, how like, it works. I mean, they're not breaking any rules. Or, ah, oh. But I mean, all I'm saying is that they're in fifth place, correct, or sixth place, whatever. There's not many teams that are better than them statistically points-wise, the way the NHL measures how good you are. But then you're going to say, but they're only in fifth or sixth place because they've beaten all the bad teams. But, they, yeah, but they're so good because they're in fifth place. I think the problem with not all Rangers fans, but these Rangers fans that are bashing the Rangers for this, is that they failed to realize their worth. No, we're not one of the best teams in the league. And no, we're not definitely not a Stanley Cup contender this year. So, it's important to know that we're going to lose to these teams because we're not on their level, I'd say. And stop complaining. Yeah, it's December. I don't understand what the freak out is about. Yeah, I mean, I'm using some of these people as a foil that I read, you know, these fans on, online. But I like doing that because they go crazy. They go crazy. I guess we're not a real, you know, this is all fool's gold, this great start. And, you know, they're a long way off. And it's like, yeah, why did you even think, how could you even think they were, like, did you really believe they were Stanley Cup contender? After like, the- I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about their start. But that's but another thing I don't, that's I'm not more, delusional. That's another thing that's even more hypocritical. I watch the Avalanche game and I get pissed off because I want to see them beat these good teams. But I can't go crazy and treat them like they are a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah. But that's another thing that makes it, that's even more hypocritical. How can you say they, they, they've, they've won so many games? They've won 19 games through their first 30. And th- that means they're so good. But they've only played the bad teams. So are they good or are they not good? You got to tell me. 
Are they Stanley? They're Stanley Cup contender because they won so many games, but they've only played the worst teams in the league, apparently. So yeah. it's like, tell me, tell me what you're right. talking about. I think that there are guy. I think that there are fans. I should say that want to see them what do poorly because they're about? upset about again. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. I was about to say the same thing. They're upset about the what? They're upset about. They're upset about, about, they're upset about David Quinn. He's got. No, they're upset David about Gordon. one man specifically from Russia whose name rhymes with Shavel Ruchnevich, who's on the Blues now. Oh yeah, there's that. That's what they're upset about. Who's having a good season? I'll give it to. You. He's having a real good season. Uh, anyway, yeah, congr- so congrats to Pavel Buchnevich. We all agree up. that. Uh, the the Rangers start has been fantastic that there's nothing to apologize for that they've had a lot of uneven games that they've had an uneven start to the season but I think that I I clearly see progress on the yes. whole from last year but I don't think that they are a team that could consistently or even in a playoff round beat a Colorado Avalanche or even of a course. Toronto Maple Leafs I mean is it possible of course well, but I if know. I had to bet I would wouldn't bet it uh, you know on it so, but that's okay. I'd say different about the Maple Leafs. That's okay. I mean, there's a lot of issues we've talked about that may not be okay down, you know, down the road. But the folks that are just losing their minds that they're not beating these teams, I think, are exactly that. They've lost their minds. I mean, I, I, what do you expect? It's all you know, like a Phil go, Phil go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, to, it, it is exactly that they want to see them be bad. It's, it's to, again to bring it back to the Mets. It's like how this past I don't know I know I know I know no but keep like doing it I like season, it I'm very no no so I'm very online with the Mets fans and it, it it fuels my night like I hate it so much but it's like how this past season people would love to see Francisco Lindor strike out God forbid he gets a big hit in a spot because then everybody shuts up but no it's just like everybody loves to complain about his contract all this stuff it's just i don't know maybe that's also a new york sports thing i don't know yeah i mean but, um it's like you want to see your team do well but you also love to be right about them being bad yeah or something JD, like that. yeah J- <laughs> that's exactly what it is people mad you know mad uh drury ruined the rebuild they're getting too tough. I'm like, this is the best part when Reeves gets out there and just clocks someone, yeah. hits someone. I don't How are you any, not entertained? None of you guys standing when he's beating the crap out of that guy in the Canadians or when he hits yeah. somebody. You don't you're, like that? You're crossing you like their arms sitting on the couch going, this, this is, is terrible. I don't like how he they hit ruined people now. You're standing rebuild. up cheering. You're, oh, my God. I'm losing my mind. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Drury ruined the rebuild. Also, but I will say, all as Ranger fans, after last season and the season before, what is the one thing you wanted to see after hiring a new coach and a new GM and all this stuff? You wanted to see some progress, some, guy, uh, some guys to take some steps, the team to take some steps. And no matter who they've played or who they haven't played, they're better than last year. And I hate people, I think, Ranger fans have trouble admitting that because their favorite player is on another team, their favorite coach or whatever, their favorite GM. It's they like, have trouble admitting that they are a better team. I don't care who they've played because I think that some of the teams that they've beat that you'd consider bottom of the league teams, they don't beat last season. It's like it, when the Rangers have like a good team or like a fun team to watch, is fans like associate them, okay, this this is our family. None of you can leave. And when one does, when one does, it's like, how dare they? This is going to ruin everything. Pavel Buchnevich is gone? Look. 
they beat the Preds. They beat the uh, Leafs. They beat the Panthers. They also lost to the Preds one nothing, but they right. really should have won because the goalie kind of stole that game. No, no, and I, and I get that. Early on, look, it wasn't like they played a great game, and the goalie was unbelievable. But like Lucas said before, yeah, he's part of the team. It's like, oh, yeah, the Mets only won because Jacob DeGrom pitched a one-hitter. Yeah, well, he's— talking about the Mets now. He's the best pitcher in baseball, and he's on the Mets, and, and no that's the advantage they have, right? So it's like, yeah, the, the Yankees won because Babe Ruth hit 700 home runs and ate 500 hot dogs. Well, that's Babe Ruth. <laughs> he's on the Yankees. I mean, that, you're going crit- you to penalize them because they have one of the best players. <laughs> Their goalie was unbelievable. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, you know, you if can... their goalie played like crap, you'd say they lost because the yeah. goalie got eight goals. You could say the same thing about... Any star player, Connor McDavid. Oh, well, there's only one because Connor McDavid scored a hat trick. I mean, it's like what they say about Carmine when he's playing. Yeah, they're like, you can't penalize them because Carmine was on the team. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, yeah, he's agreed with me. No, 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 no. Like, like it's like saying in soccer, like they only won because they had a penalty. Well, yeah, they had the they penalty because the they deserved the penalty. They, the guy got freaking tackled in the box. Like, what do you? What, Unless they the dive, then I got major problems. That's a that. whole different yeah, story. That's a whole different story. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. Oh, well, they only, you know, Juve only wins Serie A every single goddamn year because they have the best players. Yeah. It's like, well, well yeah, what, that's what, exactly why. What do I got to say to all these uh, pessimistic, I've never been, I've never been the positive one. It feels weird. Pessimistic, uh, range, pes, pes, pessimistic, pessimistic, pessimistic Ranger it, fans it. is, um, don't care, good record, cry about it. <laughs> Imagine if they started losing to the the worst teams in the league. Then these I know. Fans are going crazy. Lose their mind. <laughs> All right, so we've settled that. Ranger fans need to get their stuff straightened out. Need to get their heads you straight. Can curse if you want. No, because your mother will yell at me. Oh. They need to get their their priorities straight. This is not a Stanley Cup contending team. I hope I'm wrong. And that's I mean, okay. I w- no, I would love to see them go to the Stanley Cup this year, but I'm not expecting it, and that's okay. If they're still not a Stanley Cup contending team three years from now, two years, you know, then we got a problem. But we want to see progress this year. Yes, progress is that's what we're all about. It's the land of progress. Now let's get to another question, uh, another thought, another issue that was percolating over the past several weeks, and that has to do with oh yes, this is a good topic. physicality in the NHL right now. There have been a number of games, and we've seen our own. Jacob Truba, how do they say it? Uh, Elevate. Laying people out like nobody's business. Um, And and it's kind of brought up this question online and on the tweets and in the Twitterverse and all these about people talking about physicality, whether that's certain level of physicality should still be in the game or the types of hits we've seen. Um, So we could get, get into that, what we thought about Overall, Truba just really elevating his game the past month or so and bringing that physicality. What do we think about this? Is this is this just nonsense? Am I just the angry old man here that doesn't understand people talking about physicality and not being part of the game? And what what, what do we think here, boys? Who Phil, is that Carmine wants to talk? Go ahead. So I'll let somebody else get into the actual rules and like leaving the feet and hitting, but before when we were watching football, we were talking about like they're ruining the sport. And I think if you take away the physicality factor in hockey, you're ruining the sport. There's one thing to protect the players, to make rules to protect the players injury-wise, but Truba is doing these huge hits, but they're clean. 
And I think, like, how are you gonna how are you gonna get mad at him? How are you gonna call him? He's do, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. And I'm sorry, Troopers just laying everybody out, but it's 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 not his fault. It's you can you're yelling at somebody for doing the right thing, pretty much. So I mean, Carmine, you study you know how things are going, and for, for Truba, <laughs> uh, I'm what you say th- things are going pretty good for Truba. I'd say things are going <laughs> great for Truba. <laughs> so Truba, Truba, listen. Um, I think playing Truba good. Say things are going pretty good for when Truba. When Truba started, I don't know what that came from, but Truba just started hitting people, and I was like, "This isn't the Truba I know." And he's also producing offensively two two Gordy Howe hat tricks in a row. When was the last time that happened? I'm very happy. Probably Gordy Howe. This is amazing. But um, but listen, they're not going to get much more clean than the hits Truba are laying right now. Yep. I I feel terrible. What's his name? Car he uh car car. Ju- oh, Juje Caro. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. On the no, Black you hate to see it. I yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not I, advocating anybody getting hurt. No, yeah. you hate to see that. It, that's, it, that's it wasn't on the impact of Truba's hit. I mean, he did hit his head on the ice. I feel terrible for him. I think what I heard is that he's doing all right. Yeah. And he's had a past of concussions, I yeah, believe. It's terrible. But it was a clean hit. So you can't be penalized for that. You can't. And and he wasn't. No, but, no he hasn't been. Hasn't but wasn't yet. there was, seemed to be a reaction among many that uh, that something needs to be done about that because well, guys are getting hurt. And so the question becomes, but to Luca and Carmine's point, if someone is playing within the rules, playing clean in a physical sport, what can you do about that? Like you know, it's nobody wants to see anybody get hurt, but let's let let's let Phil take let's, Phil. Let's go ahead. Let's get Phil's take. I mean, I think it just simply has to come down to what the NFL. Or, I almost said NFL because this is also a thing in the NFL. You can't have your cake and eat it too. If the NHL decides that we, you know, want to be true to the sport, hitting's a part of the sport, and there's going to be some unfortunate fallout from that, then that's the decision. Or they can decide we can't have this. We need more people playing hockey. We need more people playing hockey safely. We need to get rid of this physicality. Then they'll make it against the rules. But as it's being played right now in 2020, 2021. No, Truba's hits have all been, I think, like super clean. Like Lucas said, like really as clean as they're going to come. Um, which I think also raises another question, which I have for you all, which is a lot of these hits, and I feel like a lot of them came in like back to back games or like they were all like kind of close to each other. It seemed like Truba kind of gained this reputation. And even when he'd, he'd hit someone hard and the person would be fine, you know, maybe the wind knocked out of him, but not like hurt. Um, and then the, the other team would retaliate or like look to fight him. Like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like the other team needs like if you're on on the Predators and Trouba hits someone on your team, do you feel like okay, we got to go after this guy now, even though it was clean, even though my teammate's fine? Like, I'm just curious what you all think about this. Um, well, you talked about the Predators. I'm gonna focus more on the Colorado Avalanche now. You got uh the circumstances where Nathan McKinnon coming through the slot and he had his head down. So I mean, are you? And again, it's Nathan McKinnon. He's unreal. So, so I mean, yeah, it's amazing that he even caught him. Yeah, are you? Down. He's super fast, but like, are you not gonna hit him? So Truba came in clean. It, I know uh, he had his head down, and there was a fight. Obviously, Landis Cog goes after him. And listen, I'm, 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 I. A lot of times, I don't understand. You know, it was a clean hit. Why are you fighting? But obviously, Nathan McKinnon was dazed, and. At the end of the day, that's Nathan McKinnon and Landis Cog being his linemate, great player. Landis Cog being the captain. Be, yeah. Let's say also yeah. the captain. You kind of have to do that, and I think at, he, he did fight Truba. They went at it. 
got a couple good ones in, and uh, Landis Cog, I think, at the end there, kind of told True, but, you know, I kind of I kind of had to do that, right? And then they both went to the box, but um, I can kind of see, you know, a fight had to take place after that one. I kind of, one of the reasons why I think he did that is because him as a captain, he has to be, he has to protect his team, but also, like, to give his team that sense of, like, yeah, we got him back. Of so course. now don't, yeah. don't go do stupid stuff, don't get penalties, don't try to whack your stick at him. We, we got him back. Now we just play some hockey. So. I, uh, I have very strong feelings about this topic across the board. But in regards to this, in regards to Truba having to answer to Landeskog or something like that, or when he knocked the guy out, I don't have any issue with guys dropping the gloves with him. And I think Truba knows. He caught, and I was at this game with really good seats. That hit live was friggin' dope. It was awesome. But uh, the McKinnon hit. But he lays out their best player, one of the better players in the in the league. Landeskog's the captain, his line mate. I have no issue with him dropping the gloves to Truba. And I think Truba knows as soon as he hit McKinnon, he was probably, probably knows he's got to drop the gloves. And I think that's just how it goes. Yeah. It's Landeskog standing up for his teammate, and he's letting he's sending a message. Of you course. know, no one else take any more free shots. This guy, right? This is part of the game, and it's textbook hit. But to Phil's point, don't you think something has changed in the game over the past, I don't know, five, ten years? Oh, yeah. Where it's become, I don't want to say less physical, but especially during well, the regular season, it's, it's, I think the reason that those two Truba hits became this big to do was their, the, the, how close they were in terms of, the, I think it was in back to back games, yeah. roughly. But also the fact that you don't see many open ice hits anymore in the it NHL. Is, no, but you're it's right. Rare. It is a less physical And game. I think that's part of the reason why these guys now, they just respond to it like some, you know, they, there was some something egregious was done when it was just a clean, you're... solid body check where 20, 25 years ago, the guy would have taken the hit. And again, I'm not talking about anybody getting hurt. The guy would have taken the hit. And there probably wouldn't have been any re- retaliation in the form of a fight, per se. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I think no. I think I, it's become more common now. It's like, you threw a body check like that? How dare you? I think and you're that's, right. That, that's, that's what I think when people go, they're losing their mind. Like, the guy didn't have his head up. I, I don't. You shouldn't hit a guy when he doesn't have his head up. It's like, no, that's, no, that's part of the game. Somebody, he should, but you, you shouldn't have your head down. Yeah. But you don't think, I mean... Well, I think with the situation with the Avalanche, it was justified because you don't think when Gretzky was with Mess on the Rangers and someone took a run at Gretzky, you don't think Mess would have gone after him? You honestly wouldn't think that? Gretzky would just take the hit, go to the bench? I know, but... It depends. I mean, you're talking about clean hits or you're talking about somebody taking liberties? (laughs) No, no, no. Clean hit, Gretzky's done. Uh, Maybe. Uh, In a situation like that, I said... I, I, I also saw some games last year. I forget who it was. It may have been Truba... I wish my memory was better. Was somebody just threw a clean hit? The guy wasn't hurt or anything, and it wasn't their star player. And then everybody lost their minds. It's like we cannot throw hits anymore. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's changed in the last 10, 15 years where clean hits, you have to answer to it's clean hits. It's become less frequent. It's become less frequent. Open ice hits are, yeah, of course they're less frequent. But I think you have to answer to them a lot more. Or at least guys will run in and try to – whether. You like it or not, I think that's kind of how what direction the game's going in now. But, but I think we're but slew footing's okay. Yeah, but we're of we're course. we're starting to gain on a another topic, which I'm very passionate about, which is the or not another topic, but related to the fact like 
you know, the it's is hockey is this physical game, and these consequences or these byproducts of a physical game sometimes happen, where a guy like the guy on the Blackhawks or something like that happens. Now, being a hockey player, my uh, a good portion of my life. Now, in the grand scheme of hockey players, I'm I'm a nobody. I don't. You're I somebody. Like you know. You're nobody. No, I know. But I mean, I didn't play in the NHL. I didn't play in college. I'm not a... I didn't play against big, strong, fast guys. I was... You're a nobody. Well, actually, no. I played against Danny, big, strong, fast guys. You're Danny, no, Danny Breer's son. Danny Breer's son. It's Danny not about Breer's you, Jack. This podcast is not about you. Multiple first-round picks I played against. Anyway. Nobody. Anyway. Listen. I'm on the smaller side. It's a physical game. Small nobody. <laughs> it's... it's there are There is a rule book... And it, it specifically states the ways in which you can hit somebody in an NHL game. Truba's hits are textbook. That shoulder to chest, the only one you could say anything about is the Blackhawks guy one because he made contact with his head because his head was looking straight down at his feet. Exactly, but by that logic, I can I can put up 50 goals in the NHL because I'll just skate through the slot with my with head, head down and be down. like, you can't hit me. What yeah. are you going to do? But I mean like, Truba's, Truba's, I'm great neck. I'm great. I'll skate right through the slot. <laughs> oh yeah, this we didn't tell Phil about great neck. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Um, oh, you ruined my train of thought. And, oh, hockey is a physical how you were game. Nobody. Hockey is a physical game. These things are going to happen even with clean hits. And if you think that they should take out clean hits or they should change the game based on what they, what they consider is a clean hit, you're wrong because. I don't think I think people really underestimate and it's probably way more amplified in the NHL. People underestimate how much the game of hockey changes when you take out body check. It ruins the integrity of the sport. Not just that. It's slower, it's less sk- like you love seeing Connor McDavid fly up and down the wing. You know why? He developed so much speed. You know why Nathan McKinnon's acceleration is so good? It's because if it wasn't good, he'd probably get leveled like a lot more. These guys have to be able to skate fast and move fast and make quick decisions because they're going to get leveled otherwise. If if you take out hitting, the whole game changes. People underestimate how much the game changes. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Now as the game is changing and we're bringing, not weed, but like kids are coming up from juniors and college hockey. Do you think them going into the NHL is going to be a big leap for them? Obviously, it is because they're faster and stronger than the NHL. But regarding the hitting, I feel like I'll ask you guys this. Do you think that they're going to be expecting, like you said, for them just to be able to skate and not get hit and skate around people because the NHL is much more physical? But with, with these rules in place allowing these hits, which 100% should be allowed, do you think that they'll not be expecting these hits as since it's not much common? You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say it's less that they wouldn't expect them because if you're a college hockey player or junior player, whatever, and you're drafted, you're going to go to the NHL. You have played hockey for so long and at such a high level, you sort of are aware of, and even I knew this and I didn't, I mean, I played hockey at a relatively high level, but not like, you know, I wasn't drafted, you know what I'm talking about? But I mean, 
you you know places on the ice where you are vulnerable. You know positions in which you are vulnerable. You sort of develop a sense of where you are, where other people are. So you you know when you expect to take a hit. You know when you are you, you know you have open ice. You know when you get a sense for that. I think what changes the most when you make that jump from whatever to the NHL is the speed at which it happens. You have a lot less time and space. So if you are, you know, thinking you have a lot of space, but then a guy closes in on you, that's where it could become. I think you know when you're going to take a hit or when you're not going to take a hit. But the speed at which it happens, I think, is the biggest difference or the biggest jump that you have to make. That's my answer. No, I had a question, but I completely forgot. So, yeah, you can go. (laughs) No, I was just going to uh, kind of put a bow on this one. So uh, we feel that the... I uh, remember my question. (laughs) He just jumped him out of the thing. (laughs) Jack, you said you you gain a sense of... Great Neck's an animal. Great Neck's an animal. Well, Jack's a nobody. I'm a somebody. I'm Great Neck. Okay. Being... Having... um, Wait, can we just say, this isn't... We, we're not re- talking about the town of Great Neck or anything like we're that. We're talking about his actual neck. We're talking about the neck of Luca. <laughs> yeah, it's friggin' massive. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 um, when you said you gain a sense of, uh, like where people are, so you don't get hit or something yeah. like that. How much time and space you have? Is it really at when you started hitting? How old were you when you started hitting? 12, 13? 12, 13. Something. Okay. So when you started hitting, how much was it enforced by coaches, peers to keep your head up, keep your knees bent, keep moving? Well, that's. That's. Uh, one, you want to keep your head up when you're even. When you're playing in a non hitting league or in a non hitting situation, you want to keep your head up just so you know where everybody is on the ice. So, like, your passing yeah. options where. Yeah. yeah. But they they instill keep your head up, your knees bent, all this stuff early on. They do that from mites, squirts up because they know once you reach that level, if uh, that, what is it, bantams in the United States? I, I don't know what it is in Canada. But bantams, once you reach 12, 13, when you start hitting, you need to be used to keeping your head up. You need to be used to skating with your knees bent. Because if you're not and you're skating around the ice with your head down, you're going to get friggin' killed. So. It's 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 instilled in you from when you start playing to keep your head up. That's that's my answer to your question. And you would say it helped you a big big amount, big time. Yeah, but it it obviously takes time, especially for someone like me who at twelve, thirteen years old was uh, five foot three and eighty five pounds, and I was playing against kids that were like you know already five eleven and all this stuff. So, I mean, it's it's just a matter – you have to acclimate yourself to – it's a different game. When you play without hitting and then you go to hitting or vice versa, it's a completely different game. I can assure you. I know from experience. It's a different game. Well, listen. I think it's a it's unanimous that we want to see Truba keep uh, clean hitting people, laying people out, putting shoulders to chests, right, and yeah. and keeping that in the game. As long as it's clean and it's mean, then You're it's keen. then it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've almost come to the end of our run here. I think uh, we should give a shout out to uh, we have sponsors. to do our sponsors. Oh yeah, we have to do our sponsors. Uh, the first podcast of the season, uh, we had a number of sponsors, so uh, want to add a couple Who did we more. Have? Well, we had uh, Stable of Stars. Great um, one. 
We also had Corn Cob TV. Corn Cob TV. Um, and Dan Flashes. And Dan Flashes. Wonderful store, Dan Flashes. Um, we've added a couple of new sponsors, and this is by virtue of our popularity in Germany. Um, we've been really getting a lot of big buzz. Uh, but we're also uh, sponsored by the uh, Calico Pants Company. Mm. You got to uh, give. You got to give. Um, CalicoPants.com. Check it out. It's run by the consumers. So if you want it to still be a thing, you, you, you got to give. give. Right, you gotta Carmine give. gives. You got to give. Carmine gives. What's that? Carmine gives. I give all the time. Carmine, Carmine gives. He's got to give. He's got to give. You got to give. Um, I mean, they're there for you. So you got to give. Uh yeah. And we're also uh, Little Buff Boys. Um, invitational. Invitational. Uh, is, these, this is the Little Buff Boys tournament. Um, these are carved beefs. They're, uh, it's a, quite a crop this year. Uh, please be there. That's January 24th. Uh, they'll announce the uh, Little Buff Boy champion. They're goosed. Um, They're I got my money up. on Troll Boy. They're all goosed. No, up. no way Troll Boy wins this year. <laughs> Uh, so they're very gracious in their sponsorship. And also in the hamlet in the town of Calicoon, Bonds and Gravy. Of Bonds and Gravy, uh, anything you want, you can get at Bonds and Gravy. Sandwiches, dinner, wonderful ice cream in the summer, breakfast. Bonds and Gravy in Calicoon uh, is get where... Get some you, French bagels. You get some French bagels. Anything you need uh, at the B&G. Um, so thank you to all our sponsors. Thank you to our German friends. Uh, tell us, uh, tell your friends and neighbors uh, uh, about us, and let's keep that uh, and your listenership growing. And uh, Luca, you're going to uh, close out the we podcast. Should, wait, let's let's ask with, the trivia question, then we should go around and have final thoughts. Final thoughts, okay? On but our discussions today. But let's. let's keep uh, it brief. Luca's going to do the trivia question here. This is for a brand new 2021 Tesla. Um, who who's doing the trivia? Who'd you? I'm sorry, uh, Luke is not here. Uh, Great Neck will give us the <laughs> trivia question. <clears throat> you just hit the mic. Great Neck. Okay. Which What jersey number was the first to be retired by the franchise? Do I read the choices? No, read? no, we're not going to read the choices. Uh, who's going to go first? Who thinks I have an, have an idea? I think I have an idea. I'm going to say Henrik Lundqvist. That's <laughs> not... <laughs> I, I think I have an idea. Say the number. You have um, to say the number. Number seven. Yep, that's who I was going to say. Carmine's looking it up right now. <laughs> number... We should have confiscated his phone. Yeah. We uh, I'd go... N- eight. I'm going, I'm going number seven with Phil Roger Bear, the man, the myth, the legend. I'm just mad that it wasn't Lundquist, though. It should have been Lundquist. <laughs> the first. Born earlier. <laughs> Mr. Gilbert. Mr. Gilbert. Yeah, the answer is seven, seven Rod Gilbert. Yeah. But now they're going to email us with the right answer, and they're going to win a Tesla now. Oh, Luke, we got to tweak uh, this. Really... We got to no, tweak this. No, we don't have that many Teslas. We got to tweak this format. All right, that's I, a no I, Tesla. No, no, this Tesla. Time. no Tesla. Wait, 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 next time, next time. What, wait, no, what is that going to do? Wait, Jack the and I should get the Tesla. Jack and I should get the Tesla. We got it right. Yeah, me and Phil got it right, so we get the Tesla. I think we only have one Tesla. We only have one Tesla? Yeah, we'll the other one's it. in the garage back at home. We'll sp- wait a minute, wait a minute. Sub- An arrow was made. It's actually number 30, Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, closing thoughts. Come on. Great Neck thinks that 
People need to chill the hell out, and the Rangers are doing good, and Truba is killing people. Oh, look. <laughs> I didn't... Okay. That's well, back, up. <laughs> back up. Yeah, I meant... I didn't mean... I meant McKinnon and the guy in the front of this. Not he didn't mean literally. Yeah. I'm very happy. That was an odd final thought. Yeah. Jack, do you want to... Um, my final thoughts. I think the Rangers are a, de- a good team. People should stop freaking out. And hitting should be allowed in hockey. I think we sh- like Jack said, Rangers are a great team. Not don't complain about us beating the bad teams. Um stay with your team, don't trade for uh experience and Trooper's a beast. My fine I'm gonna let Phil go last because he's the oldest. My <laughs> final thought is Barring any long COVID stoppages, the next few weeks should be interesting because the Rangers are playing a lot of good teams over the next uh, two or three weeks. And I say that not with, uh, you know, I'm not happy that I'm rooting for them to lose, but I'm really curious to see how they do. So, also uh, a fan I, reaction. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm cool with where they're at, and uh, as long as they just don't go like zero and seven, you know, the next uh, seven or eight games, I think uh, I'm I'm really excited about where this team can be a few months from now, especially with Igor back. Yeah, we didn't talk about uh, Igor coming back. At Igor. All. Yeah, he, I think he's available for the next game, right? Yeah, he Which is. Yeah. I'm gonna be on the on Wednesday. Um. Yeah, I think that our next podcast, which I, I think we're going to shoot for late January, probably for some time. But we're, no matter what happens, if COVID shuts the league down or the Rangers end up playing every game as scheduled, you know, we'll have a lot to talk about either way. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. My final thought, I guess, would be um, if you're if you're wondering why, why the Rangers beat bad teams and lose to teams that are really good, then, again, you've answered your own question because teams that are really good beat a lot of teams and he's really bad lose to a lot of teams. So that's probably why. Um, and that's, that, that's my, that's my closing statement. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say, Phil, is there, is there anything you'd like to plug here? Because our viewership and our listenership is vast. Is there anything you'd like to plug vast. Phil being an accomplished, uh, writer, actor, stuntman, and also a uh, general raconteur. Phil, anything anything coming up uh, you'd like to He's plug here? Renaissance man. Uh, I'm uh, I am working on a project with a couple of friends. Um, nothing nothing where I can plug details right now, but uh, be on the lookout for news soon. Might be doing a little improv comedy sometime soon. So just back to that on the horizons in the new year. Excellent, yeah, excellent. If, if you didn't know this, Phil actually was a co-writer of the new Spider-Man movie. He wrote that. Very co. Very. It's very. I had a lot of help, but yeah, no, I was. I was there. Hey, Carmine. Anything you'd like to plug? Anything going on in your life you'd like the world to know? Um, just thankful for the opportunity to be on this amazing, globally known podcast. Okay, fantastic, great. Oh, if you if you oh, want, to, okay, right. Luke is gonna close. Uh, so that's a wrap, and uh, be ter- be sure to tune in to our next podcast where we yeah. fight a bear and don't lose. Um, this became NPR. <laughs> uh, so yeah, NYR DNA. We share the same DNA. Thank you, Luca. That was a really good close. If you want to see Carmine play soccer at any time, uh, you'd have to ask him because uh, I don't even know what what the Columbia schedule is is like. If you're in the New York area, 
you'd have to call him. His phone number is 516 516- 